The Music in Us is a free-flowing conversation about lyrics, music, and those who make it. Join Jay, the Grumpy Gagan, Scott, the pastor with a heart of rock and roll, Chip, the sarcastic boomer, and AJ, the millennial nihilist, for bi-weekly conversations. We don't always agree, but we always bring the respect. Thanks for listening. Well, why don't you introduce us? Starter episode. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the, the music, music in us. And uh, today we're doing another grab bag episode. Just a personal favorite pick. Grab your bag. Yes. This time my bag is uh, full of Carry On by Mushroomhead. And who and are you? And I am AJ, the nihilistic millennial. Scott, that's your son. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're getting older and more senile. Than I am. Thoughts. Maybe it's the mushroom. Who are, are you? you again? Who are you? <laughs> you I actually never did that. So I don't, I don't know. taste he's, that good. He was trying to make sure I said my name. Like, yeah. you know, like I was getting to it. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> What's that from? Say my name. Say my name. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a. Beyonce song or something? That's no, a Beyonce that's a movie, movie, right? No, he's oh, quoting okay. a movie. I was quoting Beyonce. I've heard it. I've heard it. it sounded familiar. Huh? Hi. Oh, oh, I'm Jay. Yeah, let's. That's Jay. We're, go- we're going around. I'm Jay. Hi. Jay and AJ. Yep. Jay, AJ. The grumpy. <laughs> Just grumpy. Gagan. <laughs> grumpy gay pagan. I am Scott, the heart, the the heart of a pastor. <laughs> Scott, the heart of Only a pastor. Only the heart. The telltale heart of a pastor. Yeah, that's the pastor with a heart of rock and roll. That was that was English. There we go. I like that. Tired. And I'm Paul, and uh, something about, what was I again? I don't know. And me. You're the boomer. I'm a boomer. There's sarcastic boomer. Sarcastic, sarcastic boomer. Sarcastic boomer. boomer. What, what's mm-hmm. that one? That's so that thing they say to boomers now. Okay, okay boomer. Okay, yeah, boomer. there we go. <laughs> Okay, boomer. Yeah, you could introduce yourself. I'm I've been starting to say sarcastic that. boomer, and then we could all go, "Okay, boomer." <laughs> there we I've go. been starting to say that for uh, zoomers. I got okay, okay boomer. Okay, the other zoomer. Day. When they're when like, they're damn getting all their panties in a twist over something that somebody said like forty years ago. Okay, zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, or like Johnny Depp is abusive, even though that there's evidence that he was the one abused in the relationship okay zoomer <laughs> okay zoomer mm-hmm. i don't Who's believe in the who? okay boomer thing uh, yeah it's incredibly reductive and oh yeah insulting to entire generation. oh yeah i mean there is something to be said of you know take the old outdated ideologies and throw them aside not only if they need to be but not all of them need to be yeah exactly and if you don't learn from the past, you are destined to repeat it. Tis true. Tis true. I don't know. You know, I think it's a a valid criticism to take a generation that had themed songs like I Want to Rock and Roll All Night and Party Every Day and... It was fun. Wasn't that Gen uh, X? Highway to Hell and... Wasn't that Gen no, X? No, no. That's, that's <laughs> boomer music. Okay. Gen X doesn't start until 1980. The boomers really took us through the 60s, 70s, and 80s mm-hmm. into the 90s. That's right. They, yeah. they re- the best were... music. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, just, I, I, won't con- yes. I won't contest it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That, that generation Most people do, but... is responsible for a wide swath of our recent history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of it's good. Yeah, I was going to say. And a lot better of it's or worse. Bad. Which one are you trying to say? But the idea of being, you know, narcissistic, <laughs> hedonistic... You know, the we, we just did a whole segment on the 80s mm-hmm. and the me generation and kind of uh, excess and that sort of thing. That was Boomers doing that. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's another song I should do. Uh, we Boomers Won It All that? by Power Man 5000. Too Much Is Never Enough is a lyric from that, and I really like it. Yeah, it Queen, I Want It All, I Want It Now. I Want It Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so anyway, we digress. <laughs> I, I saw a funny picture once. It was a, <laughs> it was a, a picture of a bunch of a bunch of buttons on like a ship module, and they all started with "I want," but then the button said a 
uh, the finished the lyric of several Queen songs. If you think about it, there's like 10 Queen songs where the lyric is, I want blank. <laughs> and then, it, and then uh, the next okay. image is uh, is Freddie Mercury wiping sweat off of his brow. He's like, I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But anyway, no. On to talking about uh, my song, Carry On by Mushroomhead, from their newest album, uh, A Wonderful Life, that Hmm. they released in the middle of 2020. Uh, They had released uh, singles for it earlier in the year and videos and whatnot, but uh, yeah, they, uh, they, Mushroomhead goes through a lot of... Uh, lineup changes with its members like all the time basically like menudo yeah something like that very comparable literally the only the only original members left are uh one of the singers and the drummer and the drummer is the one that actually produces their music he's he's their sound guy and everything and he's like the founding member uh and the singer that's an original member isn't even a founding member. He just came along for the ride. And then he actually quit for a while uh, because uh, his estranged father was dying of cancer. So he decided to try to reconnect before he died. So he uh, quit. And he came back like two albums later. (laughs) Better than ever, baby. Now, um, so... A lot of uh, the album, A Wonderful Life, is describing, well, just something we touched base on, the uh, the greedy, hedonistic American way, basically, talking about uh, how everybody's blinded by that and is uh, not focused on the important things about it. Uh so I really enjoy the album, and there are several songs that have a lot to offer in deep meaning. And like just the first part of this song that's all wrapped out by the uh, by the original other singer I was talking about, J-Man. He is their rapper and rough singer, uh, whatnot. Uh, he goes, I hear the whistle of the wind in the sins of innocence. Relevance, reminiscent, present in this dissidence. Evidence, malevolence, and elegant resemblance. Temperamental like my mental chemical imbalances. Battle-damaged challenges saddled by this baggage. When it's time to manage this, then everybody vanishes. But I'm standing up to walk it off, talk it out, or chalk it up. Hmm. Not used to it. Hearing lyrics so, I don't know, eloquent, I guess, might be the word. Yeah, uh, that's something that I really like about uh, J-Man in general um, and uh, Mushroomhead. Like, he is a, he raps, of course, in, uh, in their songs, but he has a very well well-versed vocabulary for his rapping he knows good words <laughs> you know the good words he talks good and uh he just rhymes very well he'll do triple rhyming uh in his uh in his rapping so we we have all these multi-syllable words that are like over three syllables uh, uh in the beginning of that song there right and all of them uh rhyme with two syllables instead of just one or something Mm. like that it's uh impressive uh songwriting in my opinion um but so he's talking about uh the sins uh he mentions the sins of innocence and when i hear that i'm thinking about uh i'm thinking about how there's not always a good or bad way to go about things or that uh, sometimes uh, standing aside or doing something may be the bad way to go. So it's like this uh, gray area of life that we have to deal with. Uh, So it's that duality, sin and and innocence there. Uh, And then, of course, he 
saying that the evidence of it is malevolent. It is a elegant resemblance of his own mental chemical imbalances that are temperamental. And so, of course, that hits home with me. Uh, J-Man and, well, actually, several members of uh, Mushroom Head, including no longer members, ex-members and whatnot, uh, have faced a lot of faith challenges and uh, and struggled with depression over the years. J-Man being the uh, key source of, uh, I'd say, their best writing when it comes to cries for help. Is J-Man's Jewish by any chance? <laughs> uh, I don't believe so. Because I noticed they invoked... Moses's name. Yeah, I saw that. I was really that. in the song. Yeah, that one. I'm actually honestly curious about. I've looked up what he means by that uh-huh. and everything, and I just yeah, I can't find anything, and I just don't really understand it. When I first heard the song and didn't look up the lyrics, and the lyrics weren't available yet, you know, I thought he was saying uh, preachers and poachers breach both sides within us uh, instead of Moses, but then honestly. You know, with that mindset, uh, when he says Moses, I'm thinking of him parting the Red Sea. So both mm-hmm. sides, it well, still goes back. Moses was the, I see what you're saying. Okay. Moses was the lawgiver. Yeah. Ten Commandments and all that. Oh, yeah. That's right. So he was the original Popo? <laughs> well, I, he wasn't the enforcer per se. No, he was like, uh, he was the author. Or well, actually, God the was original the author. Judge Judy. God was the author. He was the one he who was secretary. T- took it down and mediated it. He was the mediator of the covenant. So a judge. He was a judge. <laughs> yes. Judge Judy. Israel's first judge? judge Breach Walter. Moses within us. Okay. Gone in an instant as time creates distance. Preachers and poachers breach Moses. So that means break law, in my, if I'm reading it right, within us. Cold calculations... The shame of a nation, misguided civilians, designed by division. Yeah. Uh, that stands there at the very end. Cold calculations, the shame of a nation, misguided civilians, designed by division. I, of course, you know, put your tinfoils, put your tinfoil hats on. Uh, I think it's pointing towards uh, our nation is controlled uh, the masses of our nation are are controlled by the media to breed everyone to hate the left or hate the right. Uh, even though that what it really is is that it's the rich versus the rest of us, the one percent versus the ninety nine, and they're controlling the ninety nine by having us fight over Trump supporters, basically and Trump toilet support. paper. And toilet paper, mm. yeah. Good toilet paper? But yeah, Whatever misguided misguided civilians. You know, we have uh, we have fake news left and right. You're not even, we're not even sure what news is real or not anymore because depending on what channel you watch, right, it's it becomes opinionated. Spin City, baby. Yeah, yeah. the truth is twisted for, you know, the advantage of whoever is talking about it. And uh, it's just become so politically toxic and mm. so far apart. You know, and that's exactly what he's saying. Time creates distance. You know, it, and like, I'm only 27 years old, so there's not much Rub it in. in my uh, saying of this, but I feel like the, extreme, the extremism has been getting worse and worse. Every Absolutely. year or every, you know, four years uh, for quite a while. I mean, like, you know, you could say I'm only noticing it more because I'm grown up and I'm mature. And I, you know, sometimes I'm I'm actually looking for it, <laughs> basically. Uh, looking for? Looking for what's wrong in oh, the world. Okay. But okay. that's a completely different no, conversation. I think you're right, though. At least that's how I feel about it. Well, the uh, oldest person in the room agrees with me, so... Well, I mean, you know, newspapers (laughs) are all reporting gun violence is on the rise. You know, Indianapolis um, uh, death by gunshot has increased uh, 2021 over 2020, and Mm. 2020 was high. 
over previous years. Yeah. You know what can solve that? More guns. Oh, yeah. This is brought to you by the NRA. Or, you know, gun laws. Well, most of the, I read an article and they said most of the gun violence is gang related. Well, you know. Street gangs. Well, you know, when you can literally buy a shotgun and walk out of the store with shed shotgun the same day without much of a background check, that's why this happens. I mean, like, <laughs> I, th- I think it's completely asinine that uh, it's easier to buy an assault weapon like a rifle or a shotgun than it is a pistol because you need a concealed weapon carrying uh license for a pistol and then there's holdover holdover time etc 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 it's a longer process to get a handgun than it is to get a fucking shotgun that can kill somebody or multiple people with one shot versus a nine millimeter pistol that may not even kill a person with one shot (laughs) And you know, with a shot with a shotgun, you have spread. You don't have to be as precise with your aim. Pistol, you have to be more precise with your aim. It makes no sense to me that the more dangerous weapons are more easily accessible. <laughs> That's the. I know you can't really solve it, so let's just not do anything. <laughs> not to mention, there's a very strong gun lobby. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah. They've got everybody just convinced that anytime anybody says, hey, let's be more reasonable. Oh, they're taking away your guns. Oh, that's and what that nothing means. nothing happens at all. Yay. It's like, you ever wonder who's back in the NRA? Could it be people that manufacture ammunition and guns? Yeah. I wonder. Duh. If it's hard, Come just on, skip man. it. Same as, uh, same as never changing, uh, never changing laws for a government-funded uh insurance is backed by uh big pharma or never changing any laws for clean energy is backed by big oil i mean i could go on for literal days about that subject like i said put your tinfoil hats back on (laughs) so Uh, carry on uh is a song that's making social commentary about american culture yeah that's uh where are these guys from they are from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Yeah. Hello, Cleveland. Yeah. The birthplace of well, Drew Carey. Of the term rock and roll, maybe. I don't even is it think really? that's true. That the reason from Cleveland song, is considered the birthplace of rock and roll is because Alan Freed was oh. a white DJ who first started playing black and white music together. And mentioned and, the and words and rock, and rock and roll, and roll. but yeah, but it was being alluded to as a euphemism for sex. Yeah, by blues and, way back in the forties by R and B and blues yeah. musicians, yeah, and jazz musicians. Yep, and most of them black. Yeah, absolutely. Rock and roll was made. Rock and roll was made by black people, but white people don't want uh, don't want us to know that. The black musicians well, are coming from the white women. <laughs> oh no, that's what they said about pot. Sorry. <laughs> That's what they say about everything. Once again, misguided civilians designed mm-hmm. by division. I, I it's been going on. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's right. It's been going on for literal generations. It's been going on ever since the emancipation. That's what I say. Like literally the government and big companies, the people that are in control have been fighting to keep the citizens at each other's throats ever since slavery was outlawed. It was just like basically some rich, bigoted, old white man what? was like, uh, was like, oh man, if I can't own my slaves anymore, then I'm going to make sure that every white person hates black people for the rest of time. And, you know, here we are. In 2020, a white cop kills a black man for no good reason. I mean, one could say that, yes, he bought cigarettes with a fake bill, but I mean, that does not justify for him to literally press all of his weight on the back of the man's neck Death for, to all for 10 minutes. Well, they've already talked about what's happened. Usually what happens when somebody passes a bad bill. There's no I mean, it's like because they realize the person probably didn't even realize it was a bad bill. 
So oh, yeah. it's not a big deal at all. It just happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, we need excessive force in this situation. Well, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he was black, so of course well, I know, they need excessive I mean. force because yeah. racism in the system. <laughs> but beyond that, uh, I actually like this song personally because it's actually a bit of a song of hope for me, mostly, mostly because of the uh, chorus. Uh because, I mean, all the lyrics in the verses that are off chorus are talking about all that's bad, right? And uh, especially for me, last year in 2020, this song was helpful for me. Because... We seek to rise beyond. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Saw that. Um, so last year, I was struggling with, you know, the question, what's the point? Because it was like, everybody's fucking going crazy last year and i'm just like what's the point of trying anymore trying to do anything anymore because it's just like no matter what i do there's always more crazy people there's always more bad to find or there's another clusterfuck situation around the corner and that's just how i felt that's like all the time through 2020 i'm sure everybody felt that way right but it was like, I was. No, I'm pretty sure everybody but you had a smooth as butter 2020. <laughs> well, uh, it'll go down in history as one of the smoothest years ever. Absolute smoothest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I mentioned uh, actually in uh, your uh, last uh, song for I'm Bad for You by Alana Miles, Jay. Mm-hmm. I mentioned before that I had made a deal with myself at the end of 2019 that oh, I right. couldn't that I couldn't find meaning in 2020 that new years on new years of 2020 I'd end it close up shop yeah yep. uh but you know when we got about halfway through 2020 and when I was listening to this album over and over and over again cuz I love this album of course <laughs> um I resonated with the the chorus, you swore to carry on. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, 2020 doesn't count. <laughs> and uh, then all the free spot on the bingo board. Yeah. And then also just the fact that I'm making it through 2020 is just had, had a lot to say about my character, I Absolutely. would say. And, uh, my will to live over anything else so i was like yeah my whole uh exit strategy is stupid you know that's funny one of the one of the most comforting thoughts i've had at the lowest point is Mm -hmm. the easiest thing to do right now is nothing and that will ensure that That nothing happens yeah (laughs) take the literal path of least resistance do absolutely nothing and you'll make it through another day yep <laughs> you know so. that's been me you made several it times mm-hmm. yeah uh, i just figure you know like it or lump it it's like there's this it's like a, a really huge dividing line right between life and death i mean and once you cross you can never go back so you might as well hang around just a little bit longer and just try to get through maybe things will get better it, once you're once you go on the other side if you change your mind say oh wait a minute maybe i want to go no you can't go back i mean right now you still have the power of choice but once you give up that power of choice then it's in you know doesn't matter what you regrets you have or if you think wait a minute i want to go back nope right you know yeah you close the book what's the uh what how's the saying go suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem yep that's what they say so who's uh the singer talking to you said you'd carry on. Uh, that's the point I was getting at. I think he's actually, they're actually having a dialogue with themselves. Uh-huh. Oh. And that's how I was viewing it for myself. Sure. Is uh, I'm going to swear to carry on through the rest of this damn year, through the rest of this ugly life and everything that may bring that way. I'm going to trek along this road with a cross to bear. And, uh, of course, uh read into that as uh as religious or just read into it as uh as the cross is a burden on your back on your shoulders how uh 
Jesus when he was marched through the city after being whipped and beaten and bloodied has to carry this uh, giant wooden cross. The instrument of his death. Yeah, to to his death. Probably uphill at a couple points too, right? Because it was a uh, it was up on a Golgotha. hill so that every uh it was up yeah, Golgotha was like a hill so that everybody could see it because it was a public execution ground cuz for some reason, for thousands of years, public executions was a form of entertainment for the masses. I don't understand. The very first thing he says is, I hear the whistle of the wind in the sins of the innocence. Of innocence. The mm-hmm. sins of innocence. So, sins of youth, I suppose. But, I mean, it's interesting. You're, you're talking about carrying a cross. And, you know, of course, the idea that Jesus carries our sins on that cross is a as a form of atonement, you know. Well, he was completely innocent. Do you think, I mean, what do you think he's trying to say there when he talks about the whistle of the wind in the sins of innocence? Well, I'd already touched base on that. I'm sorry. I look at it as a uh, duality uh, of one's own faith or one's own worldview. Because sin and innocence, they they are the opposite. They are the opposites of on a uh, scale, right? And uh, and then he's describing that scale to be wistful, like the wind. It you know goes and flows however it wants to, because hmm. uh, that's how just the wind works. Uh, and so it's just, I think he's talking about that we live in a moral gray area where it's hard to tell what really is right and what really is wrong. Uh, Cause when we set those boundaries is when extremism happens over time. Uh, like I said, early, like I was saying earlier, just time with our set boundaries, the boundaries become more built up and more strict, like more defined. And it was like, well, what about this? Or what about this? No, we can't have that. Okay, we can have that. And then, like, the boundaries become higher and higher, or they push farther and farther. And then we're left with extremists for our politicians anymore. And then there's literally no room for moderates anymore. Well, but you'll see that also in the extremism, there's also lots of hypocrisy. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) some of these so-called boundaries are just... uh, mirrors and smoke i find it interesting you you say there's gray we live in a gray area or something like that and yet you know he invokes the name of moses and moses is the one who like lays down the law so to speak and defines right and wrong defines sin and you know sin is just an archery term really means missing the mark missing the mark and and so you, you either Follow the law or you don't follow the law. If you breach Moses, you're not following the law. You preachers, the law. preachers, right. and poachers yes. breach Moses within us. Code calculations. It's the shame of our nation. Misguided civilians designed by division. It's all, it's all talking about the extremism pulling upon us. Uh, the set boundaries. Uh the set boundaries of like left and right, right and wrong and humanity humans are in the center and have to decide which direction they're going, you know, but it's, or don't. Yeah. It seems like you're damned if you do damned if you don't, Yeah, you know, either direction uh, is wrong in its own way. Like good example, uh, good example in, the middle in the Middle East and like Saudi Arabia, Islam controlled countries, uh, you know, it's perfectly legal to stone an adulteress to death. It is the way to kill heretics of uh, heretics of another religion, you know, but here that's completely wrong, you know, and just a cultural difference on the on the other side of the world uh has that complete difference between right and wrong but it's like you know 
those extremists in Islam think they're right. Us over here think they're wrong, you know, yeah, and they think Stone that we're wrong. Thing. Right. And we think that we're right. What? Chip? Said here getting stoned is a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and the, Sorry, the federal government's about to make it legal. <laughs> Even in Indiana? I, federal government is uh, going to decriminalize marijuana. Hmm. Yeah. The uh, states Which will still be able to fight that. Tax, marijuana tax, tax. Yeah. yeah, of course. We tax. And that's a bad thing for what reason? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing because Colorado has... More stone people running around? Because the drinking's so much healthier? No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> Well, I'm saying the the effects that both have on the brain in vast quantities are basically the same. So it's just, yeah, there's more chance of uh, of DUI driving, influence, non-intoxication. And, uh, I mean, you know, idiocracy is happening in the world right now. <laughs> People are getting dumber and dumber. And so now we're getting more drunk drivers and then we're going to get stone drivers and then we're going to get that stoned and drunk to drivers. Idiocracy is a film starring Luke Perry. In case you haven't seen it, we mm -hmm. recommend it. I don't remember what year it came out, but it was early 2000s. Yeah. It's Luke Wilson. Was it Luke Wilson? Thank you. Luke Wilson. Who else was in that? Anybody else we know? I don't remember. It's a comedy. Oh. But uh, the concept of Terr it. Terrifyingly prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the concept of it is that people just get dumber and dumber every generation, and the dumb people who are who make the most babies, so they just make more dumb people. <laughs> the gene pool. Yeah, gene pool. But, I mean, you know, it's incredibly prophetic because, you know, who are the people that don't use protection and have five kids? Dumb people. <laughs> You want to add something to that, Jake? Uh, <laughs> just my usual tirade about idiots having babies and me having to pay upwards of almost ten grand to prove that I'm an okay parent. But you know, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not bemoaning my experience as much as just bemoaning how easy it is for them to have kids. Right. It's like I, it shouldn't. I, anyway, that's it. A whole shouldn't other. be. It shouldn't be that hard for you. It, well, it shouldn't be that easy for them. I, I don't it shouldn't know. be that easy for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that uh, film. It was a comedy called Parenthood with uh, Steve Martin. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And very young Keanu Reeves delivers this great line. He goes, they make you have a license to drive a car. Mm -hmm. You have to have a license to go fishing. <laughs> you have right. to license for go hunting. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have a license to carry a gun. But they'll let any damn fool be a father. Yep. 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 I was literally talking about this with coworkers the other day. I think people should have to pass a IQ test <laughs> in order to have I, children. It sounds incredibly dystopian, <laughs> but with the overpopulation of the world at the moment, it's only getting worse. Yeah. I think it's a valid conversation. I mean, what? Why would? Why? We need licenses. Ugh. We need licenses to fuck without protection. <laughs> right. It, it's just, it's incredibly irresponsible to have half a dozen kids. It's incredibly it's irresponsible just, to have kids if, if you know you're not financially ready for it either. Right. You're just going to bring a child into the world knowing that they're going to be financially destitute and you're going to you're literally giving them a leg down you know we should just start with toilet babies and say you know if you didn't even know that you were pregnant we're going to go ahead and take this baby and give it a good home because you should have known that was in there before you went and crapped it out into the toilet yeah <laughs> Incredibly dark and dystopian here, even though I was trying to talk about how I feel like this is a song of hope. But I mean, like, the, <laughs> no. there is there is so much bad, right? But I swear to myself to carry on. And I, I, keep, keep, I can't help it, but I've got, what is it? My Chemical Romance. To carry on. Yeah. Carry oh, yeah. On. Yeah, that's the... I think that's Black Parade. It just keeps going through my head right now. I keep hearing the Crosby, Stills. I'm sorry. So I interrupted. Nash and Young song. And you're hearing Carry On on Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Yeah. That one too. 
to carry on. Carry yeah. on. Love is coming. Love is coming. Carry on my wayward son. Oh, yeah, that would do. There'll be peace when you are done. Another good one. I mean, actually, actually, Have you that got one for us, Jay. No, no that one, no carry on for you. Actually, carry on, my wayward son. Actually, kind of goes hand in hand with this one, doesn't it? It'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't cry no more. You know, you're gonna go along this road with your cross to bear, but in the end, you're you're gonna make it through. You know, that song is forever linked to supernatural for me, and will never become unlinked. They are one. Is that okay? I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I love that show. It's fun. Which I haven't watched Supernatural. Supernatural? So I don't get it. <laughs> the Winchesters. Sam and Dean. Well, okay. If you're for anybody that's gonna go into it and try to watch what all fifteen seasons, it's fifteen seasons of brother brother lie lie family family brother brother lie lie family family brother brother brother. There you go. <laughs> the, which song was you? Did you say it was linked? Oh, the the Kansas carry on my weird word son by Kansas. Okay, yeah. There's apparently an episode or I really like something. Oh no, it's in all of it. It's just they just play that all the time. Oh, okay. I think it was in all the recaps. They featured I think, it. They and, featured in the in the final episode too. I think. Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's a good just album too. All the way. It's just yeah. Leftover. They played all the time. Whatever. I think they got a like unlimited license or something, and they just drop it wherever they want to. Would you consider left? This is total left out. Do you consider left overture to be the high water mark for Kansas or that one or the one right after no return? Those one of those two, I would say okay. for me, it's probably they probably had other good music too. That those were the most commercial, but and also that was when I was you know really getting into the rock music that they both came out. So well, I mean, I think that part of the reason why albums get uh, so successful is. Because of that's when people are like discovering music, right? Uh, or, you know, you share music, you share new music that you've discovered with, with your friends and then they uh, like it and they share, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's like, that is a tool as part of the process of how an album becomes so successful, right? It spreads like a virus throughout. I have no society. idea how people talked about music before podcasts came about, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hung you out, see, we hung out in uh, record, record stores, yes. record stores. Yeah, let's talk about you music. Bet. Really, any college dorm, there was lots yeah. of conversation about music. Yeah, coffee yeah. shops, cafeterias. Yes, yeah, you know, bars. It's this interesting thing, Jay, called human interaction. You should try it sometime. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> Is there a soul who can save me tonight? Save my soul. Along this road with a cross to bear, save me. You swore to carry on. And you're hearing that as the singer speaking to himself. Yeah. And that but, spoke to you, too. You, you were also saying to yourself yeah i need to carry on but the um the part of the chorus is there a soul who can save me tonight is sung by the other two singers right oh and so with the difference in in singers uh, uh is the difference in meaning is what i think and so the uh is there a soul who can save me tonight is crying out for help because uh because you can't uh you feel that you can't go the road with your cross right. to bear alone i mean even jesus got help for a little bit before the romans made that made that guy stop yep yep simon of serene yep uh so yeah you know it it's hard to take the journey of life alone mhm sure two is. are better than one a <laughs> strand of three cords is not, not easily, easily broken, broken. One is the loneliest number yeah. that you ever do. <laughs> Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. Oh. I think one is a pretty peaceful number. Um, Serene. Um, I don't think so at all. And Noah's the saddest experience. But, you know, that's coming from a ever know. hopeless romantic that's single. So. Well, one, one, you know, could represent unity, like becoming one with the universe. Shut up, you hippie. 
sounds like the Silver Surfer. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be pretty awesome. What? Being the Silver Surfer. Oh, being the Silver Surfer? It'd be Cosmic so Energy? That'd be a great band name, the Silver Surfers. It's a surf punk band? Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> no, a bunch of white-haired guys. Uh, they, yeah, I love that. Yes. <laughs> bunch of punks over 60. <laughs> You have Which to, is, you have wait, to is pretty it, feasible these days. Wait, isn't that the Beach Boys? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, that's true. Isn't that the Beach Boys? Yeah. That's a good point. Well, that's that's right. You'll good. have to bookmark that band name for your next band. Okay, I love it. Great idea. <laughs> the Silver Surfers. <laughs> silver, bunch of silver foxes. <laughs> I'm saying, dude, surf punk music. Oh, my God. I just saw, I just saw a uh, Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer? Video with like Anderson Cooper's doing the backup <laughs> oh, on the yeah. guitars in the background. <laughs> oh, 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 that's funny. That is hilarious. It's a, what a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, but it's a nightmare I want to see. <laughs> you could probably oh, do that on your computer. Oh, it would superimpose the head. Way over too the, much time. The, yeah. Way too much time. <laughs> It's amazing how much time uh, some people put into a oh, joke, right? It is. You know, it really is. <laughs> like Keep the thinking. amount of animation or photoshopping people mm-hmm. do to uh, to make a meme. <laughs> it's like <Whoa>. worth it. <laughs> it's just you know, it's just a single meme that thousands of people are just gonna go, huh. And then keep on scrolling. <laughs> it's just like worth the it. Validation when <laughs> they you see people sure. sharing it. <laughs> so what? I mean, AJ, what what gives you the strength to carry on? Uh, well, honestly, the uh, the souls that saved me. And uh, who are they? It's family. It's friends. Oh. It's uh, and uh, then it's like validation at work, uh, and whatnot. Uh, that's pretty heartwarming. Yeah. Wholesome. <laughs> uh, but you know, recently I heard you say something along the lines that eventually you got to get a place where you, you realize nobody can fix me but myself. Yeah, well, that's talking about my mental, that's talking about my mental health, not my pursuit of happiness in life or uh, my continuation through life. But what at what level does your own soul need to find Gain, pull upon your own soul's strength in order to carry on? Mm, that's a question I'm still having to figure out. I'm only 27. I can figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. There are people that are three times my age that don't have that question figured out. So, well, the chip is uh, he's calling himself out there. You crusty boomer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get off my lawn, too. <laughs> Get off my lawn, lousy kids. <laughs> Meddling kids. Damn kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> Just to clarify, though, when Rowan gets old enough to bring friends over, I'm not I'm not allowed to do that when she actually brings them over on purpose, right? What? Come out with a shotgun and tell them to get off my lawn. Probably. I pretty no. much have to Probably not a good idea. Stay. Save that you for the first time. You can probably do that in a small town in mm-hmm. Indiana, but not in metro Indiana. Save that for okay. the first time her, her boyfriend <laughs> comes to pick her up for, for a date. That's when you can come out with a shotgun. Yup. Well, it's your yeah, intentions, if it, if boy. It's, if it's Rowan's friends, right, uh-huh. you want her to be with her friends, and they want to play out on your yard, would you let Rowan play on your yard? Do I like her friends in this scenario? Do you like Rowan being happy? Well, yeah. Well, sometimes you have to make that sacrifice between what you want but what if and what they heads? want. <laughs> All kids are little shitheads. I was I'll a little Rebecca, shithead. I'll just Rebecca Day Mornay them when she's not around. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> and hand that rocks the cradle. Oh. <laughs> the psycho, the oh, psycho babysitter her. nanny person. <laughs> I love the scene. There's this kid that's been a total shit to one of her charges, right? <laughs> so don't piss off the psycho nanny. She goes to the playground and she gets the kid on a swing. And I don't remember what she says, but he pisses himself <laughs> <laughs> and just goes away. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Scarring children for life. But yeah, no. it's not a com- it's not a comedy movie. <laughs> Just <laughs> me laugh. Uh, 
I do. I too sometimes enjoy child torment when the little shit has it coming. <laughs> I have this game with my coworkers at work. Uh, legitimately, if I were to own my own restaurant, I would have a sign posted on the front door that says, Children are allowed when they are well behaved. For every time that the kitchen staff can hear your child from the dining room in the kitchen, 1% gratuity will be added to your check. And so when we're cooking in the middle of a busy shift and I hear some snot-nosed brat just crying the whole every time I hear a noise, I'll just say 1%, 2%. You know, that's that's valid. 6%. Even as a parent with, <laughs> with a kid that I'm starting to take out in public now, I I get that. Because not every place is a place for a kid. Hell yeah. Not every restaurant is a place you need to take a kid into. I would say know. any restaurant that that serves uh alcohol that isn't that isn't domestic standard fare swill. Uh so, so if you calling have, you calling you out Applebee's. So if you only have Bud Light on tap, it's okay. So, <laughs> so AJ, just so you know, this is what's going on in a kid's brain. Their brain is forming. In their sense of self, around the age you know, eighteen months to you know three and a half years old, is almost all id. In other words, they don't understand that the world doesn't center around them and what they want, and so they get extremely frustrated when the world does not bend to their will. They don't understand that. They're not actually able to understand it. I never really got out of that phase. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, yeah, we know, they're Jay. not actually able to. They're not able to understand it, which is why, you know, Amanda, you know, who's been trained in teaching children in elementary education, you know, she, Amanda is our, is AJ's older sister and has two children. You know, she'll be patient with the kids and set them down and try to soothe their ruffled feathers you know but does she remove to, but does she remove them from the situation so that yeah, they if it's cool down faster if it's necessary you know, she she does but the the point is is that she understands that they literally can't uh you know have the kind of self-control that a more mature brain can has does that make sense yeah so i mean you're calling them little excrements but uh they're they're actually that's just the nature of kids at that age they literally can't do anything about it i could train a dog to be quiet why can't people train babies to be quiet well mm. dogs mature faster <laughs> seven years in a year you know but you know but when they're real little they're peeing and crapping all over your house yeah how long did it take to to break Bella. They mature faster. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? Seven to one? Is yeah, seven say? to one. Blah, 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 blah. So in the first year, that dog has leapt way past the terrible twos. Well, still, there is a, in my opinion, there is a responsibility of the parent to not ruin the dining experience of everybody else around them. There is. And like, there is. you did it, you did it yourself. You talked about how you would yeah, I take sure. it how you would take what us kids out into the parking lot and let us have have it out. Yeah. You know, it and there is something to be said that by removing them from said frustrating situation will help them cool down, right? <laughs> I can remember the stares I got from other people as they were coming in like, "What did you do to her?" <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, well, babies snotting themselves and, and crying themselves into a vomit, you know. <laughs> Out in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we call those people uh, brown nosers, and they should, you know, mind their own damn business. But you know, I mean, I I didn't have the emotional uh, ability to like hold the child and help soothe the child's ruffled feathers. I was just like, okay, you do what you're gonna do. Let me know when you're ready to go back inside. I'll just sit here. I think that's effective parenting. Well, that's what I did. I think that's effective parenting. <laughs> Amanda's more compassionate. Yep. I don't know. And she's got two little uncontrollable dogs for it. I guess Are you we'll talking see how about it turns out, their huh? actual dogs? Or... I'm talking about their actual dogs. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm okay. talking about their actual dogs. Because... <laughs> uh, we, <of> course, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, there's been that. some analogies. They didn't. They didn't train. They didn't train their dogs when they were younger, and now Baxter, who is like eight years old, human years old, he's an old man. He sees you. He barks for five minutes before you acknowledge him. I will say that the last time I was over there, it was lunchtime, and it was the dogs in the crates, not the children. So, <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Doing good, Amanda. But I mean, <laughs> they have to put them in the crates, otherwise they oh, go yeah, mad. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I get it. yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I can tell. I can make Bella. Uh, I mean, Bella barks whenever she sees somebody because she's excited to see them, but I can go, Bella. She shuts up immediately because she has manners. She was trained well. Man, this got really off topic. <laughs> Speaking of mushroom head. Well, carry on. <laughs> carry. My wayward son. Carry. There'll be peace when you were done. And I hit stop. Yeah, I sure wish. <laughs> I sure wish. Wrong but, but you just. <laughs> you got any thoughts over there, Chip? No, I'm just kind of listening along here. Okay. Mine. Uh, got a final word of dogs and kids <laughs> of dogs and kids a story of mice and men and dogs and kids <laughs> uh yeah no the i think i already made all my points really okay. about the uh song life can be really crummy so what would you say to the listening audience uh, anybody who out there who's out there struggling to carry on what would you say to them struggling to carry on well you got you got to have that self-talk with yourself at one point or another. You know what I mean? You you have to sit down and think, okay, I need to do X. What am I going to do to accomplish X in life? You know? Uh it takes some planning. And it takes effort and time. You can't just get anything you want with a snap of your fingers in life, especially in this country. Uh, I have Amazon. I literally can. (laughs) But can you get it the second you click the buy button, though? I mean, honestly. If it's digital media, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Exactly. You're right about that. I mean. Instant gratification with digital media. Once again, tinfoil hats. We could go. I could go literal hours about the uh, about instant gratification. Town, you can get it that day. (laughs) You can get a what is it? A not a droid. What do they call those? Oh, a drone. Drone. A drone will deliver to your front door. Yeah, Yeah, only if you live in a big city. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna become that eventually. Maybe not in our lifetimes, but, you know, they're going to have self-driving cars and drones delivering pizzas and everything. And I'm going to be the jack hole out in my front yard videoing the whole thing the first time a drone brings me a package. Oh, yeah. I'll be trying you, to you, so cool. How do you stop you that car and, and grab thousands that pizza out of other there? people that'll do it. Millions. <laughs> yeah. Billions of other people that'll be doing that. I'll be such a basic bitch, but it will be kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, so you have to have that conversation with yourself. You need to plan yeah. for the things that you want. You need to work for the things that you want. Yeah, it's kind of like a math, math equation. It's like X is what you want. X is equal to Y, U, plus M, motivation, Yeah, over time, T. <laughs> there we go. Well, I think we just hit the nail on the head as to why I don't understand life, because I don't get math either. I don't think letters and numbers mix. Well, he was talking about divisions. So maybe that's maybe that's a big clue for me. Well, I mean, there's a lot to be said about uh, the common person really doesn't need to know algebra. I mean, it's helpful to teach algebra in school for problem-solving skills, uh, but there are other ways to do it as well. But like learning calculus in school, why did I learn calculus in school? I literally never oh, use it. Yeah, it's same handy here. in certain things. Same here. Never used it. But you know, <laughs> once again, tinfoil hat. <laughs> it could go hours about that. Where the where schools teach us uh, teach us how to pass tests and nothing else, so that uh, we have the masses of unsuccessful, untrained, unwitted people. Well, I will say, like in electronics, which is where I what I work in, 
there are lots of lots of math formulas and and calculus formulas that help you figure out things about. Is that right? You yeah. use calculus? <laughs> no, I never did. But if you went into that field, maybe you went to a college that went over that, or well, they sure. trained you on said mathematics on the job. Well, you learned it. You learned it at the at the school. You're getting your degree in electronics. There you I go. I mean, I studied calculus, you know, a, a right. year of it, and then differential equations after that at engineering school. But I'm saying I never used it in, never. in the workplace. Hmm. But I wasn't really a real, wasn't working in a real engineering kind of job. You know, I was more or less a project manager kind, kind ah. of person and using my skills of working with vendors and that sort of thing. I They're gotcha. the ones that were doing all the number crutching yeah you're just a pretty boy i scoped the things out and pulled in the right team there we go and got it done that way and then you know let's learn about napoleon and alexander the great and all these people from hundreds or thousands of years uh, ago and not current events instead the past yeah and god forbid itself. you ever teach a kid how to you know wash their clothes or feed themselves or invest in the stock market, or how to build a resume, how to get a job. Balance a checkbook. Balance a checkbook. How to conquer a, another country. <laughs> no. Subjugate its people. <laughs> mm, you mentioned no. Alexander the Great. I just, he'd conquered most of the known world by, what, 27 or however old he was? Yeah. but uh, He was 26. motivated. He was young. Yeah, but one, he had a leg up. He was in royalty or whatever, right? Already, yeah. Yeah. Built the great son. Uh, two people died around 40 at that time anyway, so... <laughs> had to hurry up and get her done. Yeah, you had to hurry up and get things done. Women were married off by 12 <laughs> back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think literally the... the uh, yeah, as way... much as we complain about now, I am glad I didn't live then. Oh yeah, no sure. air conditioning. That would have sucked. Oh, it was brutal. No, I, yeah, just I, brutal. I was, I was, beer was literally cleaner than water. Yeah, yeah. Alcoholics and it could wasn't not even survive. the beer we have today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're talking about some slimy grog. <laughs> but yeah, you you gotta find your motivation. You gotta find the uh, thing that you want, and you know you're gonna have to compromise in some places, or you're gonna have to reach more in other places and you know it's tough life's tough but you gotta keep on keeping on you gotta carry on you gotta keep calm and carry on as winston churchill once said <laughs> it's actually not true at all because that was uh by a uh motivational poster company mm -hmm. for british people back in the day i think the british government uh, um paid for it though maybe think so. <laughs> but when they were clearing out Churchill's office after he uh, died, they found one of those posters up on the wall, like, next to a cabinet or something like that. So that's why it became so uh, enveloped with him, because mm -hmm. then people started to, like, put two and two together whenever he talked about carrying on in one of his grandiose speeches. Man, we're really off subject. We should probably just end it. <laughs> Before we devolve into just talking about memes. <laughs> yeah, Jay's gonna probably cut off like everything <laughs> at the end here. But thanks for joining us on another deep and twisty turny. Twisty turny. Talk about life. Twisty and, turny uh, journey. Yeah. Talk about life and what and what else. And the song was "Carry On" by Mushroomhead. Where find a soul that'll help save you. Find your friends. Find the people that. You need in life, but then also find yourself and what you need. And just find the music in this. <gasps> yes, find the music in you. Because there once was a note, pure and easy. We all have that note within us. You got to find it to uh, vibrate <laughs> to the right frequency um, to become true. Um, I love it. That's a. Uh, that's a, uh, my tone sounds like a kazoo with a hole in it. Yeah, mine's, <laughs> mine's extra flat. Kazoos have holes in it. Like a, a hole that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> Double uh, flat. Okay. <laughs> Maybe triple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was the, the music, music in us. us. I hope it was cathartic. 
because I didn't say that at the beginning. See you next time, folks. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you get off of my... Thank you for listening to The Music in Us. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Also, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us when you can, any way that you can. Email us at themusicinuspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at themusicinuspod, Facebook at themusicinuspodcast, or on our website, themusicinus.com. We'll see you next week with another great gab fest about the universal language of music. <laughs>